What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. He never gives up, he'll stay till the fight one G.I. Joe will dare. G.I. Joe! Everybody and welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe podcast show in the year 2023, still towards the end of season six, though. This is Knowing is Half the Podcast talking about, dare I say it, G.I. Joe once again. What? The distant future. And I am Ray Stacanus. I'm Robert Clark Chan. I'm Gina Bolito. And we have got a special uh, edition I don't know, a special edition. Is that fair? A very special, special episode. Edition. Extra, well, extra. Read all about it. In 2003, Hasbro decided to relaunch the uh, original Real American Hero G.I. Joe line in kind of a new form. And so they commissioned a few uh, short films based on a uh, Real American Hero G.I. Joe property. And so this is from 2003 Spy Troops. Part one, we're going to break this up into two parts because it's, uh, you know, it's longer than a normal episode. And there's a lot going old, on here. There's a lot going on. Because some of us have exciting lives that involve Disneyland and others have boring lives that involve kids. Oh, we thought you were going to talk about what you're doing in New Jersey. <laughs> that, I, I don't know which is more exciting. <laughs> You mean oh, eating delicious pizza and bagels? Yes, that is exciting. <laughs> really, the food is why one would go to New Jersey. Let's just keep it real right there. <laughs> yeah, that delicious spam. I'm sorry, a tailored ham. That's it's tailored ham? What? It's not a suit made of ham, although that would be delicious. <laughs> yeah, Bjork uh, would be jealous, I think. Ugh, I bet she didn't even eat that afterwards. What a waste. Are you talking about Lady Gaga, who wore the meat suit? Were you Did, talking about Bjork the, swan. the swan? I thought Bjork wore the meat suit. No, but you could eat a swan. I mean, you could try. <laughs> you mean the like that time you? Lady Gaga ate the meat dress? Wait, no, I fucked it up. I just want to know because I bet they did not eat it afterwards. I bet no one ate it. She could have given it to her assistants to eat. <laughs> I would take it. Assist- does she have wolves as assistants? <laughs> I mean, she might, to be you fair. You can cook it. You can cook it and make a nice little meal with it. I hate wasting food. I mean, that's, no. that's a given right there. I, I feel I feel that deep in my bones. But also, <laughs> I feel like if someone offered me a steak that was on a human being for even a moment, <laughs> much less several hours under the hot lights of an award show. Yeah, right Wait, so you, you're not you're not going to get into that sushi platter that served off of the fitness model? I am not. Uh, yeah, I don't want that either. I don't want that either. I don't want a butterboard. I don't want a naked lady board. Wait, what's a butterboard? 
Oh, Ray, this seems oh, like something that you would have invented. I'm shocked you don't know what it is. I don't it's, want it. <laughs> wait, you don't know either, Chan? I'm surprised because usually you have your pulse on all of these weird cooking shows. It is it is like a charcuterie board, but you take, you know, like a wooden cutting board, whatever you use to make a charcuterie board out of, and you spread butter on it. Some people oh. do it in fun patterns. And then on top, you lay things on it that you would dip in butter. And then people fucking put their disgusting hands okay. in this stuff. Like, you know, what do you do? You know, like a bagel chip or something. I don't know what people dip in butter. I, but- I can't think of a si- <laughs> Two things. One, I can't think of a single thing that people dip in butter. Two, neither Ray nor I thought that there was actually butter on the board. No, no, that's not. But you jammed in this one's asshole. Not based on the conversation. No, what Chan is saying is thoroughly accurate. I assumed the butter was being rubbed on someone's crotch first. And then you dipped your bagel chips in it. Yeah. I can understand why if it was coming out of my mouth, you assume that there was going to be fucking involved. <laughs> but I am telling you, it's my other passion, food. <laughs> but I just sent it to you. I sent to you what one could look like. It is an abomination. Ew. Okay. It's so gross. It's so gross. That's, also, wait, that that's just not butter. Has- that's not butter. That can't be butter. <laughs> I can't believe that's not butter. But like the Food Network has a whole how to make a butter board. I'm going to send it to you. I want to see this disgusting thing at your next parties. No, this is this is some bullshit from TikTok. This is like when they convinced me that everything is from TikTok. Old man Moses. (laughs) Look, I just don't want to get duped. You know, like the people who uh, uh, like I'm going to show you how to make uh, guacamole, and then like pour stuff on a counter and then rub it. Oh, yeah. No, but this is a real thing that people like buy now. This is, I I just sent you a food network link of how to make a butter board. If you Google butter board, it is like, like there are fancy fucking parties that have this. I, I think it's disgusting. That was the whole point of this, but I'm telling you, no, it's a, it's a thing. 10 best butter board ideas on Chica and Joe. Nope. I mean, it's a thing. And I then mean, there, none- was, there, there was something else after it. What comes after a butterboard? I forget. Uh, what's the new butterboard? The uh, 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 the ball sack bowl, I think, is what it's called. <laughs> you just, like, tip somebody over and then just, like, in, in the little little pouch when, you know, their balls are upside down, you put in, like, a nice balsamic vinegar. A balsamic vinaigrette, uh-huh, obviously, uh-huh. and some uh, olive oil. And then you, I don't know, rub your salad in it with the I'm mad at this because of aesthetics aside, I don't give a shit where you which a wipe on a board, but like it's butter with things on top of it. And why would you just eat room temperature butter? Uh well, first of all, how do you how else do you like spread butter if it's not room temperature? But second on of all, you, you put it on toast and then it melts and you eat you, melted butter. But you here's the thing. It's it's the there's there's i'm deeply disturbed by the fact that you're not grossed out by the fact that people's hands are like digging in butter that's like every dip that's every they're not they're not scooping it out with their hands right they're like putting a chip in or putting in whatever 
I mean, I guess. All right, I you guess. guys, this is officially some of the worst radio I've ever heard in my entire <laughs> no, life. No, I bet everyone is fascinated by this. I bet people are Googling butterboards yeah. right now. This conversation is so wretched. I'm thinking I may have to actually edit this episode. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> You're not going to do that. I'm 50 50. 50 50 50 right now. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, let's talk a little bit about G.I. Joe Spy Troops, the short film written by Larry Hama, as Gina noted in our uh, 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 pre-meeting. By yeah, that I we mean, love Larry Hama. Group. Yeah, Larry, Larry Hama's fantastic. Yeah, he wrote I, I, this. Yeah, good for him. Yeah, I mean, so it's like it wasn't just some bullshit is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. That they actually bring back all of the original, a real American hero, most of the, many of the characters, some uh-huh. of them done totally wrong. Don't get me wrong. But Hold many on. of do them you, done very correctly. What do you think uh, Larry Hama would put on his butterboard? Mm. I think it'd be like like a cranberry walnut kind of situation. Or? Yeah, Stop he it. seems classy. He like seems classy. Awesome. Stop it. He's not he's not doing that like, you know, that like East Coast bagel chips like I was thinking of. Right. He's he's thinking of pairings. I think I think we can all agree that uh, people from the East Coast are trash (laughs) and their food is trash and nothing good comes from. Says the dude from Bakersfield. The opinions I can get. How dare you? You know one thing they don't have in Bakersfield? Butterboards. <laughs> you know what? I, I guarantee you that is not true. I guarantee you somewhere in Bakersfield, they heard about butters, butterboards but got the message all wrong. Yeah, and there are just no. people that are like, you heard we could eat just butter now? It's no. fancy. Mm-hmm. And then just <laughs> digging into the like a, uh, I can't believe it's not butter margarine tub <laughs> yeah. with their hands. Yeah. Imagine that's where Fabio <laughs> lives now. Uh, this is all of the voice actors in this are Canadian and they, they do a good job. Like they're they're uh, Yeah. I would say more, more of them than not. Like they're more actual legit. They're, they're actually like legit voice actors. It does. It okay. doesn't sound like someone brought in, you know, their cousin. Right. Uh, yeah. They have different takes on some of the characters and I, I hate some of them, but some of them I was like, Hey, good job. You. Yeah, yeah. I, I would I would argue that the uh, you know for uh, just calling out a few, but the voice of Cobra Commander does a very good job. Michael Destro Dobson does a very good job. Uh, Duke does a good job. Scarlet, yeah. even Shipwreck's pretty good. Um, Snake Eyes nails it. Snake Eyes just crushes <laughs> it. That guy, that, I could not I could not even tell the difference honestly. Yeah, that's yeah. how good he was. Now, um, there is also Beachhead, who went from uh, being yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Uh, the sort of tough. Uh, uh, uncompromising drill sergeant who's no nonsense. Wait, there's being, a beach in his name to being <laughs> a surfer dude. Like we talked well, about this in Street Sharks. It's just you have uh, to have a surfer dude somewhere, apparently. And somebody along the way decided his name is Beachhead. He must be a surfer dude. And it is the wrongest of wrong takes. How hard would it have been to do any research at all for this role? Well, what was know. he in the original? I mean, I vaguely remember him, but he was, um, he was the guy who trained uh, in GI Joe the movie. Beachhead is the one who trained the recruits: Tunnel Rat, Big Lob, Jinx, <sighs> and he's a no he's no nonsense. He's very serious, and he doesn't wear deodorant. That's what you uh, need to know about Beachhead. Yeah, that, I do remember him. I will say that Wild Bill, by the way, is fantastic. Is played by Don S. Davis, who, if you look him up. You will recognize him immediately. Oh, really? Uh, I didn't look because, him up. Because, dude, 
Well, maybe you won't, but dude was from Twin Peaks. He's the dad from Twin Peaks who's like really hard on his Whoa. hippie son. Also, Stargate. He's like big in like nerd stuff. Uh, and I love him. I think I I mean I love him from Twin Peaks. So I was very excited to to see that this was him. Uh, oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, go everyone go and Google him. I had no idea he was Canadian because uh but yeah, they only hired Canadian voice actors for this. And he does yeah, I mean, a to be great fair, job in this. That's what Deke did, uh, because they were just saving money. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but good on him. Yeah. Wild Bill was also phenomenal. He did a wonderful job. With, that's what I'm saying. So you have most of these basically correct characters. And then every once in a while you get one weird one where <laughs> there's a yeah. bad choice was made. Which uh, but I'm going to felt- be honest. I was expecting to be Cobra commander. I was expecting that one to be the I one feel- that was off. I feel like you can't screw up Cobra commander, meaning like you can, you have to get it right. Or as soon as oh. uh, someone hears it, I'm like, I'm turning this off. This is not. Yeah. You can't do the show without a good Cobra Command. I, yeah, right? I guess that's true. But I was really pleasantly surprised by him. Uh, I will say, uh, I when I was a kid, I was gifted a tripwire, but he was a bright neon orange version of tripwire with his, uh, um, what do you call it? The metal detector. And it came with an audio cassette of an audio G.I. <laughs> Joe adventure featuring tripwire and for whatever reason, I was very excited to listen to it. Let's do it a million times. I don't I have no idea where it would even be now. But if you if you at home know what this is or can find me an eBay for it, please do. Because I would get it again in a heartbeat. But basically, the guy who played Cobra Commander clearly didn't do the research. So he, hmm. sound, he basically did a Peter Laurie impression. So he was playing oh. Cobra Commander as the Peter Laurie impression. And it's not that it was bad. It's just was wrong. You know? Oh, yeah. I saw a very weird, weird tweet today. I mean, I guess like at first glance it's weird. And then you remember that like people are terrible and humanity should be wiped off the face of the planet. <laughs> but it was from a voice actor who she was basically saying like, Hey, why? Like if a, if a voice actor dies and someone replaces them, do not, like tag us in your I'm so sad this person is dead and I hate that this person replaced them posts (laughs) it's like really weird and I and and the comments are full of people being like wait people do that that's really weird and then I remembered that like I'm in a Muppet Facebook group which is a delightful delightful group mostly just people posting like look at this that I found at a garage sale and it's like an old Muppet and every once in a while someone will be like I just hate that I just hate the voice of Kermit now nothing's the same and it's like yeah because that dude died and now there are other actors playing him and this this woman was basically like what do you expect us to do with this information do you expect us to raise them from the dead like (laughs) why are you tagging us in this post about how disappointed you are that they're dead because they can't voice your favorite character you know uh especially given given the fact that jim henson has now been not voicing kermit longer than he ever voiced kermit yeah exactly exactly (laughs) but yeah i happened to read that right before i watched Watch this. I went into this oh. blind. I actually didn't even look at the Wikipedia until a couple minutes in because I was so shocked to see all of the originals who I have spent the last two iterations complaining <laughs> that we did not see. Uh, and I will say, I but I was very, 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 I just started listing them. I, I was like, Beachhead, Duke, Scarlet, uh, Wild Bill. And who do you think was my biggest disappointment, gentlemen? Well, it's going to be Shipwreck. There's no question. Yes. In my mind. Yes. yes. No Why question. is he the one that they messed up? 
up. He's not totally wrong. He's just wrong. You know, yeah, like. They made like he just and they mentioned Polly, but there is no Polly. It's all just a big shipwreck tease. Uh, Polly, I mean, Polly appears in part two. So I will give you okay. that as a little heads up. You will be getting a, a nice dose of Polly in, in part two. I guess I just wanted him to be good old shipwreck. I wanted him to sexually harass someone with his little hat <laughs> on and his parrot. And I get that he's not himself for reasons that will become clear. But. Yes. I, I wanted OG shipwreck, and instead I, I got like I got like ship skim shipwreck. Yeah, I mean, try to don't try to pass him off as the real thing. No, here's the problem: is that uh, shipwreck was like a once in a generation. Uh, shipwreck was such an over the top character. You don't dress a dude up like a sailor and make him sound <laughs> like a pirate in a fucking modern military excursion. Yeah. But they did. He went way over the top. And because Neil Ross is so good, he grounded him and made him kind of real yeah. so that, like, you know, by the time you get to uh, um, there's no place like Springfield, you're like emotionally invested in this character. Mm-hmm. And 100%. honestly, you can't you can't buy that kind of uh, uh, synergy. And so, you know, anything that's going to happen after that is going to be a disappointment. Yeah. And I will say that, like, the voice actor wasn't even bad. I do no, like the fact that he he was putting slight affectations on that sort of called back to shipwreck. Like at some point he does a little bit of his laugh that like shipwreck, like, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. And, and he, he does, you know, like some affectations that, that without it being over the top cartoony, like, Oh, I'm doing a, a parody of a guy who was already sort of a parody, but just the, de- like the design and just his lines, I wanted him to be cheeky and he wasn't cheeky. He wasn't. Yeah. He was a subdued shipwreck. I referred to him as diet shipwreck. Um, yeah, that, and I referred per- to him as skim shipwreck. Yeah. yeah the, the 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 performance, the voice, uh, the caricature is completely fine. I mean, the fact that you could tell. But he'll give they- you cancer if you drink too much of him. Well, shoot. Hold on a sec. <laughs> um, no, but it's just like they actually they went with kind of a, a later version of shipwreck as far as like that darker Sort of like he's got the knit cap on, if I remember right. So it's like this is like a real shipwreck. It's just mm-hmm. not the one we love from the original series. That's all. Yeah, I want him to fire off like one-liner zingers about how, like how you know he's been working out his butt or something like that. I wanted, yeah. I want him to be a little, a little smarmy and a little, you know, like I wanted, I wanted that. And I will say, this is me nitpicking. Because ninety percent of this I enjoyed, and then a hundred percent of it I hated. <laughs> Wait a minute. For one, but for one very specific reason. Interesting. Well, uh, uh, setting the stage a little bit before we get into the plot and story, because I still have more. No, to no, say. I love the plot. I'm specifically talking about the animation, which it made me want to kill myself and then have someone burn my body. And then have whoever burned my body kill themselves and burn their body. And it I just want it to be a ring, a ring-like thing. Everyone who interacts with my dead body because I hate this animation so much also has to burn themselves because they saw this animation. See, the okay, so this animation is it's Do not reminiscent. This. I will come to your house and kill your family. <laughs> you know, here's what I'm gonna say. The rem- the uh, it's reminiscent of Beast Wars. But it's much better than Beast Wars. Oh, you shut your mouth. It's much better than Beast Wars. I'm sorry. Like it's but it's the same general stylings, but it is also like 
three it years is, uh, it after is uncanny Beast Wars valley. went away. It is. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. It is uncanny valley. It is weird fucking teeth. It is mouths that don't move right. It is like it, it is, is like if you if you knocked me out and I woke up in an attic filled with dummies and the and like somehow the rest of the world had been wiped out and so I realized like a, a podcast convention. <laughs> No, literal, literal mannequin dummies. <laughs> oh, okay. That makes more sense. Yeah. Because I hate it. I hate looking at their mouths. I hate the way they move all jerky. It's like Very some stiff. fucking Sims. It's like I'm watching The Sims, except it's like a, a, a TV show that they paid money to do. I just, I hate it so much. I hate yeah. it. I, I'm really glad that this is not an animation style really anymore. It, it, it is tough to do action animation with uh, figures that move so unbelievably stiffly. Um, you know, they I think they did the best they could, given where they were at technologically and how much it. money they wanted to spend. What's that? Stop defending it. I'll kill your family. No, I, I compare it favorably to Beast Wars, which is absolute garbage. You know, that's <laughs> that's where I come down. It's like, what if Beast Wars was a little bit OK? That's where this is. It's still not good enough. But I was just, I'll tell you right now, I was so unbelievably happy to see Duke and Scarlet and Snake yes. Eyes and Cobra yes. Commander and Dr. Mindbender, even though he was wrong uh, for the most part. Yeah, like, okay. I was just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't just skip past that because that. Yeah, was he was wrong. Thing. Weirdly, that, the that, villains I were wrong. Take, I could not take that. Jethro's face weird. was weird. And yeah, I was having trouble getting my head around that. For some reason, the villains were wrong, with the exception of Cobra Commander. Like Our Baroness was sounded right. kind of weird. Uh, Destro's face looked really stupid. His voice sounded bad. It's weird that they got the the heroes so right, and then the villains they were not. Yeah, like uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's just it was hit or miss. I mean, but when they hit, they hit good. When they missed, it was off, but not like except for Beachhead, not so far off. Although Mindbender was kind of far off too. Um, yeah, but this is but, like if you if you read me the script of this, I think this is a solid. I, I think for the most part, it's a solid, solid script. Yep. I, you know, I would expect nothing less from Larry Hama. Exactly. Honestly, voice- yeah, I kind of closed my eyes a little bit and was like, "Yeah, okay, the story is okay." <laughs> yeah, and the and screen. the voice acting. But to me, this is like, yeah, it's like you go on a first date with a dude and you show up and you're like, "Ooh, well dressed." really attractive, ordered something delicious, and then you sit down at the table and he's like, Hello! Oh, my name's Michael! And you're like, am I going to date this for the rest of my life? Like, this is all the ingredients are there, and then they pile this crap animation style on top. <laughs> that's what Kermit the Frog sounds like to me now, and that's why I post about that sort of thing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no! <laughs> all right, so... One more one more observation I had, and then we'll get to the actual plot story, because that's where the real meat happens. But one thing that made me laugh is that there's Duke from the original series, right? Mm-hmm. And then they came out with that Tommy Lee Jones uh, movie, Small Soldiers, where Tommy Lee Jones is basically playing a send-up of Duke as an action figure with that very stylized hair. Wait, and is it called we are Small come- Soldiers? Small Soldiers. Uh, are you sure? A hundred percent. I thought it was something else, Soldiers. Uh, it was small soldiers, small and soldiers. then uh, here we are coming a complete re- revolution 360. Duke now appears in a GI Joe property, having now uh, p- gotten the affectation of the hair of the character who represented Duke from Small Soldiers. 
And uh, and I feel like we've come full circle on this whole thing. Oh. Uh, uh, same hairstyle. I, it, I could not stop staring at it the entire episode. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I he's he's once again sort of the least interesting character in the G.I. Joe world. Like they I think they I like the fact that they just were like, yeah, he's the he's the, the straight guy in all of this. He's the yep. one that's not interesting. And I think that Scarlet left him. Scarlet's with Snake Eyes, hundred percent. Yeah, she is this. right. Hundred uh, percent in this. No, Scarlet is with many of them. I, and you know what? Good yeah. for her. GI Joe will return after these messages. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. That's right, it's William the Refrigerator Perry. The fridge is You can get a free fridge. Here's how. Select five fridge certificates or call the number on the certificate and the fridge will tell you how to get in on the action with only four certificates. There's a $1 handling charge. See details on specially marked G.I. Joe packages. Watch out, Cobra. Fridge is coming through. Go, go! Now, back to G.I. Joe. But you know what? I mean, here's the deal. I mean, here's the deal. In the cartoon series, uh, Scarlet was with Duke very clearly. Yeah. In the comic book series written by Larry Hama, she was very much with Snake Eyes. So yeah, when Larry Hama I, writes the cartoon, she's with freaking Snake Eyes. Yeah, I, I am as someone who like is not is not interested in the boring Duke and is like, what's this? What's this guy that doesn't talk got going on? I am very happy about the switch. And I, I think it is the right call. Larry Hama. No, no, no. We need to talk about freaking shipwreck being like, we've got to go save her. That yeah, very I, much read to me like, oh, they're porking. And uh, I, you know oh, what? I would love that. that if she was banging uh, Snake Eyes and and Shipwreck. Ooh, girl, you're living my dream life. Boy, not and, and and based on what you just told me about some date with Michael that you've been on, Snake Eyes does seem appropriate <laughs> as a partner for you. Order to do the pasta. Uh, yeah, that's that's great, I guess. But is this? Are we going to do this? I need you to change your animation style. I need you to change your animation style. Now, there's a T-shirt if ever I've seen one. Now, uh, so the, it opens up with a chase. GI Joe is being chased through this sort of desert area uh, on their, I believe, awe strikers, and uh, uh, Duke is there. Scar Duke is there on, on one vehicle with uh, Scarlet and Snake Eyes, and Beachhead and Shipwreck are on the uh, awe striker, and they're all like, "We're getting uh, taken down by these cobras. Where's Wild Bill? We need Wild Bill to bail mm. us out." And I'm like, "Cool, I love I it." Like I got Wild a Bill. little shiver of excitement when he said, "Where is Wild Bill?" Yeah, and he flew it because again, I think you guys did. You guys know that this was. You must have mentioned it to me at some point, and I just blocked it out. But I didn't realize that we were coming back to all the original characters. Um, I I wasn't. I I had an idea that we were, but I didn't know how much. Okay, Chan, did you realize that that's what this was? I was really hoping that we'd do something other than gi joe <laughs> I kept hoping that up until i actually watched this 
you know, minutes before we recorded. So yeah, I was while I was every time they every time they brought in a new character that I recognized, which was all of the characters except for one rando that they added, but. I, it was like I was seeing like a Marvel cameo. It was like Daredevil and Spider-Man. Like I was like, yay, I'm going to clap in the theater. You yay. know, Ro- Robert Clark Chan, <laughs> Robert Clark Chan. I demand that there be links to these videos in every single Google calendar invite, which must be kept up to date a month in advance. Also, Robert Clark Chan. Guys, I'm going to be late recording today. I still have to watch the episode. <laughs> Look, I was hoping that maybe our house would get flooded and I wouldn't have to watch this. I thought our power might go out. Yeah, we we ours blinked. Yeah. Uh, we have to reset uh, some t- some clocks. The world is still mm-hmm. possible right now. This might be you only might be getting half an episode. Half of a half of an episode. Oh my gosh. So uh, they say where's uh, Scarlet and Snake Eyes have a great moment where Scarlet accidentally gets flung out of the vehicle. And mm-hmm. Snake Eyes jumps out of the vehicle, catches her, lands on the ground. Mm, hold up. Jumps hold back up. in the hold air, up. back into the vehicle again. Yes. Hold up. Because uh, uh, I saw this scene very differently. Oh. I should say I heard it very differently. I thought I told you to buckle up. <sighs> oh. what's, what's that? Oh. Agent uh, Shakahuchi uh, flute music. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna or, be honest. I did not hear that. I, yeah, I no, didn't I didn't notice it either. I know you did, Jersey girl <laughs> and Michigan lad. <laughs> I heard it though because it was crazy racist. I, okay. Here's here's what I'll say. It, it can't be. Here's You'll what I'll learn. say. I don't mind. Yeah, I don't mind the casual racism. <laughs> no, I will say I was torn about this because this is where it's clear. It's evident that they're boning. So I was really yeah. excited about that. I hate the fact that the first person that needs saving is the one chick. And, and also it's, it's 2003. Like that shit might have made sense. I'll, I'm going to give them up until like 96. But like okay. 2003 and your one chick character is the one that's like, oh, no, she's going to die if this guy doesn't save her. So I was really torn about this. I like that they're boning. I don't like that she's incompetent and needs saving. She's not totally incompetent at the she end of the episode. twice in this she, episode. She does, but along the way, and we'll get there at the end, but she ends up having to be the one to save Snake Eyes after he saves uh, her. It doesn't, it, I, Something yeah, there. I just, I want her to be more capable. Uh, is, is it enough there? No, but at least there's something there. Um, one thing that they make a point to point out here is that Shipwreck keeps missing all his shots, and that's, you know, a red flag number one. Shipwreck, you're normally very good at shooting. You're missing every target. What's going on? Shipwreck's like, ah. And you know, so, uh, I'm going to be honest. I, I did not get I did not get why. I just assumed dang. he was driving with a boner. So I That's not what I thought, but okay. I'm okay. on the same page mostly, <laughs> except for the erection business. Uh, I did not. I, that one slipped by me. And when I found out why, I was like, good on you, man. Yeah. I also was ple- was pleasantly surprised because uh, obviously I, in my mind, I'm like, they're saying that for a reason. I don't know the reason, but OK, I'll just put I, that no, nugget I away. Didn't, I didn't think he had a boner, but I thought it would be something like, oh, he's hung over or, or like whatever <laughs> the kid version of being hung over is because they're trying to set up his character as being a little sure. bit irresponsible, I which is in keeping an asshole. Oh, he was see, also like, being I, an asshole. I <laughs> thought like, OK, if it's in keeping with his like original character, then he was 
out late at a bar trying to pick up girls or something. That would have been fun. Yeah. yeah, that's what I thought it would be. Uh, uh, but but in my notes, I just I like I several times put like, oh, this shipwreck sucks. He is, and honestly, and I'm now I'm questioning like if if you would if we re-recorded Beachhead's lines with like a proper reading and not surfer dude. I'm wondering if the character is actually there. It just got fucked up in the in the voice session. Um, yeah, I honestly didn't maybe. mind his character that much. I don't. I don't know if it's because I was more focused on shipwreck. Because to me, sure. it was like it was like it's it's like have you ever seen a friend that you haven't seen in a long time or a celebrity and you're like, whoa, you got some really bad plastic surgery. Uh, yeah, like Fair that enough. was how it felt looking at shipwreck. Like it did not. It didn't feel right. I felt a little uncomfortable. I didn't know if I should mention something. So I think I was so focused on him that I didn't really notice that they made what's his butt a surfer dude. That's fair. Um, I did like the one line where they kind of like they they're shooting at the tank. It, it, it clears everything and then they lose track of it. They get to like a cliffside and they're like, we lost track of it. Do you see anything or do you hear anything? Goes just that hissing sound. <laughs> and I was like, that's that, awesome. That was funny. That was that's funny. hilarious. <laughs> And now and then is, the little tank like rises up from on the other side of the cliff and is about to take him out when who saves him? Wild Bill shows up. Uh, to yes. Uh, and I am pumping my fists. When yeah, this same. I was so excited. I was so excited. So I was excited. So excited. And his character is spot on again. Fucking killer. Twin Peaks dad. Yeah. I mean, he was incredible. Look, and then he uh, we introduced a new, at least a character I'm not familiar with, high tech. No, um, that's what I, I was like. I hope this character is new because I have no memory of him. And I think he is because he's the one who's doing all of the n- new tech shit. Yep. Which like uh, high tech, to my understanding, is a new character. He c- invented something called the Merc system, uh, uh, which I have already forgotten. It's uh, something yeah. remote control it's it's brain remote controls for vehicles that's what he created mental something mind interface remote control there you go Uh, but this character is a nothing burger by the way he's not uh uh, it threw me and i'm curious if uh larry intended this for the people who have been watching a lot of gi joe and we've got all the original characters plus one other one yeah and then we immediately dropped it we've got a spy in gi joe my first uh clock was like oh great well this dude obviously um oh yeah but then uh, um also yeah dude dude sucks yeah he sucks like it's so crazy that if you're going to add a new character i mean this was my problem with what's her butt in he-man if you're gonna go to the trouble of adding in a new character at least make them fun you know that half your audience is going to be grumbling about them anyway because they just want to see their old favorites so at least do something fun make him crazy i'm gonna be honest like i was hoping low light would show up because i love that crazy wild card so make this dude a crazy wild card if low light's not in here make this dude like sort of sort of the young guns blazing Tom Cruise maverick type of guy that's just like, yeah, I invented these things. But instead, he's he has no discernible personality. That's the problem, Gina, is you're going to bring this guy in. You're going to put him opposite Wild Bill. Yeah, like you can't yeah, out crazy guess, Wild Bill. That's true, but you could you could give him something. Like even if you're in an improv show, you're coming out with some sort of game. Well, look, I didn't. This dude I didn't has hate nothing. The fact that he was a low confidence new tech guy who was an introvert 
who sort of, you know, was trying to find his place in the G.I. Joe. Is Joes that what his character was? I saw yeah. him as like, oh, he's sort of like a, a teenager amongst these adults. And he's oh, just like, but but like even even that then lean into it, like make him an A.V. club nerd who's who's just like really good at this tech stuff. Give him something. But there was there was literally nothing. Every line out of his mouth is purely informational. There's no color on yeah. it. There's no nothing. And it's just such a weird choice to and, – and also they had a tech guy in the original. They had I several. Forget, I forget who, what his name was. You but could like, have said mainframe invented yeah, this mainframe, and it would have been that, just that was as it. good. Yes. Yeah, they, yeah, it could have been – like it's just such a weird choice to be like, and one new guy, but we're not going to give him a character. And also, also we had someone who we could just use that maybe some people would know. It's very strange. Now they did. They there is a character for okay, so, and this is exactly it. Okay, this is what I thought uh, in the actual uh, Valor versus Venom, one of the box sets that was new for when these videos came out. Uh, High Tech and Doctor Mindbender were sold as a two pack. So this what? is a new character they were trying to work in. Sold as a two pack. What does this guy have to do with Mindbender? Uh, it's just opposite. I'm guessing High Tech probably comes back in the second movie that they made for this crew. Um, but it's, oh, it's roof. These are not great looking figures. Mindbender is actually wearing a lab coat and a high collared lab coat. Honestly, maybe it is kind of fresh. I don't know, but high tech does not look great. He doesn't even look like his own. The guy on the box looks like solid snake from the metal gear solid series. And the actual figure looks like, like blocky and, and doughy. Let's toss those up on the socials and see what people think of the new toys. He looks like if Bucky Barnes gained like 50 pounds all in his face. Weird. I want to see what people think of the new. Let's do a let's do a side by side. And by let's, I mean you guys. Yeah, I know what you mean, Gina. Side by side, old toys, new old toy line, new toy line, and take a poll on Twitter and see what people prefer. Well, here, I'm gonna I'm gonna pop in the chat really, really quick. Uh, as soon as I download it, there nope, we go. This is terrible. I hate this. What's that? Uh, I'm I'm looking at the pictures of uh, the Mindbender and high tech uh, action figures. No good. It's, it's not great. I mean, look. I honestly, I'll be honest. The Mindbender outfit with the high collared uh, lab coat is sort of growing on me. It's got oh to kind God. of be the, 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 the double breasted. <laughs> no, you know what high tech looks like is he looks like who's the guy from He Man that when you had the toy, his whole thing was that you like smush his legs in. And then he springs. Oh, Ram Man. He does yeah. look like Ram this Man. This dude looks Holy like crap. Ram Man. Why what? is he so squat? Yeah, <laughs> he looks like uh, somebody did a, somebody gave a Seven of Nine massive steroids. <laughs> and just, like, let, let the chips fall where they may. All right, go to at G.I. Joe podcast on Twitter. Uh, as we record this, I'm going to post this picture. Can it? Uh... <laughs> Uh, so you guys can go ahead and enjoy that right now. But so anyway, but anyway, they were intro- this is what G.I. Joe does, though. They introduce your favorites, just like G.I. Joe the movie introduced like a half dozen at least. No, no. They introduced like a dozen to 15 new characters 
in this movie. Yeah, but all of those characters actually had like they were like, here's this one thing. He talks in basketball rhymes. You're right. You're right. I mean, I, uh, so, I but like this, this truly makes no sense that they like they don't even give this guy a catchphrase. If he if he was like tech it or wreck it, then I would be like, well, I guess Whoa. at least he's got a real stupid catchphrase. I don't you know. know what I would have loved that if his if his if he just kept saying <laughs> tech, it would be like Jossum <laughs> from the Street Sharks. It would grow on me. In time. Um, OK, so here's Here's the deal. Wild Bill makes the save, uh, uh, and then it's the chopper is doing things that a helicopter should not be able to do: flying hmm. barrel rolls. Uh, he does a really awesome strafing maneuver. Uh, don't question. Don't question his skills. It. He can make no, anything happen that he wants. If anybody can do that, Wild Bill can do that. I will say that right now. But then it pulls back to reveal that Wild Bill's actually sitting like on a deck chair, controlling the <laughs> chopper with his mind, and high tech is in the chopper. That's some trust in your own product right there. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, it's really kind of a cool moment because the G.I. Joe show up and it's sort of the reveal that one. There's two reveals. One, Wild Bill's been powering with his mind because all the times you've seen Wild Bill has been like the Iron Man thing on just his face right inside the mm-hmm. machine. Uh, and he's wearing a little helmet. And then all, all of a sudden, all the Cobra vehicles pull up to them. And Wild Bill's like, well, we're going to have to do what we got to do here. Let's throw each one a yo Joe Cola. And then it's revealed that all the Joes are actually inside the vehicles and that it's been a training exercise, a simulation in the desert to test out the Merc hardware. And I am just sitting here going, I am into this. What a great. I I really like this. I think this is a nice spin on the fact that like there were a lot of GI Joe episodes just threw us into a chase and you're just like sort of playing catch up on like, Oh, okay. They want this Cobra base, blah, blah, blah. And this is the first time to my knowledge that it was just a training episode and it, a training exercise and it sort of has shades of like there's that x-men episode where they're where they're in the training simulation but you don't realize it and they're like getting gina you know the name of it don't say training (laughs) exercise how dare you yeah uh, kenny loggins told you what the name was because there's a highway to it the danger zone Thank you. It's, it's the, the one where the Sentinels world. are attacking them, and you're like, oh, shit, the Sentinels are back? What is happening? And then it, it's revealed that it's not. It's just the danger zone. It's the danger. Oh, God. Highway to, to the, the danger zone. Room. Look out for Sentinels. <laughs> I remember how that song goes. It's excellent. Hmm. Okay. So uh, we've got a lot more plot here to do. We've talked a lot of around everything. Well, so let's before we get to the plot. Yes, Robert Clark. We need Chen. to talk about how they took the classic childhood dream of remote control in the eighties mm-hmm. and brought it into the two thousands, sort of intact. I guess, kind of. I just like that um, that we still have remote control, even though nobody <laughs> gave a shit about remote control by the two thousands. <laughs> It was old. It was too old and dumb. And oh. then it kind of came back with drones. In oh, the, yeah. Uh, it did. Well, you know what? It, it never dies. Yeah. You know, this is this is a funny thing because while Bill actually says like, yeah, this is fine, but it's better when I'm in the helicopter. I'm a better pilot in there. And so it kind of makes the whole tech irrelevant if he's better inside of it. Right. I guess he's safer not inside the death uh, helicopter, but it just kind of made me laugh. He was just kind of like ripping on it as he's like, yeah, it's fine. I it's a bit too much to ask I I, when I was look when I was watching it I was thinking like oh well yeah they're 
using this uh, fancy high tech computer graphics to make the vehicles go whoosh, whoosh, whoosh in a way that they really I don't I don't know if they couldn't, but uh, they just didn't, you know, in the hand drawn cell days. Um, but I also thought like, but also the physics of the helicopter just wouldn't do that. And what they're doing is just basically like X-Wing, you know, like cool uh, uh, spaceship kind of stuff. So they should have just had Wild Bill flying a cool spaceship kind of thing, which then would have been real fun and made sense because if you have a remote piloted uh, uh, vehicle, it could do things that uh, you couldn't do with a human. They'd black out at all these Gs. And then I was like, right, that is that is a lot of information to cram into a children's cartoon. It's unnecessary. But I wanted it anyway. <laughs> it was cool. And I did appreciate he was, instead of flying his dragonfly, he was flying a tomahawk. I mean, look, probably only I actually noticed that, but I noticed it. You're bragging. You're bragging. Stop bragging. Look, I look. I'm I'm bragging that I recognized a GI <laughs> Joe vehicle from this 2003 mini film. Yes, exactly a thing you'd brag about, Gina. It's all I have. Let me have it, for <laughs> God's sakes. Uh, anyway, so now let's get to the good part. Let's talk. Well, good part. That was excellent. Let's get to the. Let's get to my favorite part, Cobra. Let's check in on GD Cobra. I loved this depiction of Cobra Commander. This is what I picture the Twitter offices must sound like, with just a ranting megalomaniacal man who knows nothing about anything that's happening around him. And all he does is shout at people to make them do things for his own amusement without really caring how anything's going. Not only did I make a note that, uh, oh my God, this is straight up like Elon Musk because (laughs) you can later on in that scene, you see them like, they they want this uh this Merc device and he's like no I don't want this Merc device I want like yep. other cool shit he's just going off and you see them manipulating him uh to the point where he's like I must have this mind control device let's go so get good. this and they're like yeah uh, you know we just we just gotta place him uh so that he does what we want him to do which is how people at uh, um uh, SpaceX and Tesla treat Elon Musk. Yes. They manage him. <laughs> yes. uh, one, two. I kind of feel like as I'm watching Cobra Commander, did GI Joe raise a generation that eventually voted for Trump because they expected their leader to be a crazed, screaming megalomaniac? No, it <laughs> raised uh, a generation of people who voted for Trump because they were watching a show about how great the military is. I mean, there, it works there on is some that argument. Level. Like, like, no, I'm serious though. Like, cause, cause this, like, I didn't watch this. We were, we were a He-Man family. Uh, but you, all He-Man families became Democrats. Well, I, well, like we used to trade, uh, uh, I, yeah, they'll, they'll never listen to this podcast, but we used to <laughs> trade toys with like our friends who were into G.I. Joe. So if they would get like gifts for Christmas that were He-Man figures, they would trade with us and we would. And like they are they are Republicans. And and I do think that there is an element of like, yeah, the USA is great. Uh, the military is great. If you work hard, you can be in this faction of like great guys that are defending the earth from terrorists. And that is very much in line with, like, I imagine Matt Gates was a uh, G.I. Joe watcher, which, uh, which also 
is hilarious because we know the writers and we know that that's not not how they are <laughs> to be uh, wait a minute. now hold on a sec because i look i am of course a he-man crap and uh, <laughs> as we call ourselves obviously but i obviously know is my favorite thing in the entire universe and i was not fooled Maybe, you know, I wasn't fooled by if Cobra Commander came by in real life, he would not trick me much like he tricked 30 some odd percent of the country and became president of the United States somehow for four years. I don't. Of course, we all know that the president's really Serpentor, not Cobra Commander. So let me just start. Go ahead and start there. That's been proven. But second off, they made a very important distinction in G.I. Joe that when they presented a certain group. And they said, these are our enemies this episode. They made a point to have somebody also of that group be a hero in the same episode. So that way we would not train our brains in the wrong way to think those things. Mm. I mean, there are people who watch the boys and think Homelander is the good guy. Those people are called Nazis, Gina. You're not going. It doesn't matter what you do. Yeah, but there are also people who watched Breaking Bad and thought Walter White was the good guy. Like, like yeah, there we are call people those who, people hemocrats. We've been over this before. <laughs> there are people who misinterpret everything. And I'm just saying that to me, G.I. Joe is an if you are already leaning that way is an easy show to misinterpret as raw raw america raw oh sure uh, if you're not paying any attention at all yes you will come to those conclusions but Chad was asking are there were there kids who were watching this who grew up to be and yeah absolutely there were kids who sure. were watching kids this, watch this who... grew up to be everything <laughs> it was a very popular show not Can in you my believe house some nazis like pokemon well yeah everyone <laughs> likes pokemon chan <laughs> i don't know what to tell you it's a wonderful a property. Was that? Did you just do an impression of me somehow? <laughs> you know what? It didn't. It wasn't starting to be, and then halfway through, it turned into one, and I just went with it. Right, but it wasn't even my argument. It was Gina's argument. Why didn't you say? Because <laughs> he forgot. He just think, I always can't thinks tell you're the talking. Two of you apart on this show, we've established that. <laughs> anyway, so Cobra, uh, real quick. So the, Cobra Commander's obsessed with his battle android trooper robot troops. He likes the fact that Mindbender has recently upgraded them to be near indestructible to laser fire. Destro says this Merc thing, like we got from our spy inside. He showed us this Merc thing exists. That's what they were doing. And uh, uh, he says, I, I would like to, you, you really should get this right here. And he's like, why would I need uh, vehicles? I don't care how many pilots get hurt in our in, a, in our battles why would i give a shit about this technology and the baroness comes up to him to what chan said and says look about spying we could get some spies and we could get this thing to, to you know really see say i've already got a spy inside gi joe what do you think i give a shit about this technology for in fact f y'all i'm gonna go see what mindbender's doing because he's working with the robots he walks into mindbender's like uh, a lair or whatever the heck you'd call it first off completely laboratory it's a laboratory. There you go. It's a Frankenstein on. laboratory. Uh, completely unspoken of the rest of anything is the fact that there is a Solomon Grundy monster in a cage that he interacts with for like one second and then ignores for the till the end of time. It's just a little 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 thing they put in there that brought me immense joy. I did um, like that. I liked it a lot. And then he goes, I've got new battle android troopers, they're immune to laser fire. And he's like, I love it. Storm Shadow shows up and says these don't fight as good as actual humans who are properly trained. This isn't that great Cobra commander. 
And then he proceeds to wreck two of them in, in a pure storm shadow way. He destroys them like he was uh, uh, Goimon from uh, Lupin the Third with his sword action, uh, moving super fast, cutting with precision. It was wonderful. And that's when they come at him and say, whoa, what if we had a merc for our battle android troopers? And Cobra Commander, to what Chance said, I love it. I must have the merc immediately. And I'm giddy. I am giddy laughing with joy at this entire sequence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Moving on. Now. <laughs> I thought for sure Chan would be would would have I some thought Chan would have something to say as well, but that's yeah. the magic of Robert Clark Chan. Right when you think he's, he's going he... to do a thing, he, he's the cat who will not come to yeah, you. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. an enigma. I zig when I should zag. And that is why I have gotten so far in my professional life. I'm <laughs> still sitting here with you two uh, seven years down the road. Uh, I just, I'm, I just want to play this because I need people to know how very badly they fucked up Mindbender. Yeah, like I, uh, you know, what? I yeah. enjoy Mindbender. Uh, over the years of this podcast, it is you know sort of like that's that is why I associate with just because. Yep. you know. Your guy. Uh, your guy. That's, that's my guy. And it's so it's everything that was wonderful about him is now gone. <laughs> that has already been done, Commander. Behold, we sent only ten of your battle android troopers, and this was the result. Glorious conquest, my it it's like I, I yeah. it's like a, a high school polo player. Like not water yeah, yeah you're yeah. right. You're right. No, he's he's it's, like one of the bullies more, from Revenge of the Nerds from the yeah. Friends. It would actually be more suited to tame tame Tomax or Zaymot. It yes. sounds like a water yes. version of Tomax and Zaymot. Yeah, Good yeah. Call. My other two guys. So like, way to ruin <laughs> all of them at the yeah. same time. I do like that. Like my character was shipwreck, and they ruined shipwreck. Now, if they can only ruin Sergeant Slaughter, Agent they'll have ruined e, each. Because I saw Sergeant Slaughter, and I thought, "Wow, what a downgrade for him!" Wait, he was in this. He was. He was in a crowd scene as they were all running towards the oh. uh, vehicles and stuff, and I was like, "Slaughter." But I, I want Remember, them to ruin him. I want them to do a different voice. I want each of us to basically have our favorite character ruined. If, if I have Slaughter. to do it, if Chan has to do it. All right, Joes. Uh, also, like, uh, is, aren't we these characters on some poster somewhere? On our literal, like, on our literal picture, like, uh, uh, for the on show itself. Yes. Multiple season images, Gina. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Repeatedly. No, I'm that sure is funny. I'm, I'm usually Baroness in those things. So I'm trying to remember if it's I true. was ever shipwrecking one. And I think there was at least one where I was shipwreck, but. Yeah. Uh, I don't think you were, but now no? you should be. Yeah. <laughs> I, I believe she is um, shipwrecked. Listen, uh, Sergeant Slaughter being in Deke era G.I. Joe, at least for the first season, was the only thing saving me from continuing that program. <laughs> that was rough. And then and then even in that show, they had a few episodes where he was just running to a plane, no lines, <laughs> and he would just get in it and fly away. And I'd be like, God, F you, F you, Deke. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So they're at the G.I. Joe commissary. Back to G.I. Joe. This is so fun. So Heavy Duty is a, is an actual Joe character, although I don't know that we've seen him before now. Uh, I don't think he's the same as was in a previous one, but he's Roadblock's like cousin, I think they said. 
Yeah. And so he's the chef of the team. And he's Why making- wouldn't they just have Roadblock? Yeah, I, that was what I asked. And then I was trying to remember, did we ever actually meet this cousin at some point? Because I do remember like Roadblock talking about family at some point and, and yes. like cooking and things like that. So I so but but even if that's the case, I don't know why they would not just have Roadblock. And then I was like going down a rabbit hole of like, is it possible it's a legal thing? Like maybe he was created by someone who claim they still own the right because it's such a weird it's such a weird choice like Guys, it's here, one thing to add a new character to try and like increase your toy line it's another thing to be like let's just replace one black character with another black character and they're still related and and like we only really have them in for like 30 seconds anyway it's just I real know, strange I- I thought I thought that he was some, somewhat familiar to me. He actually was a main character in the Deke era GI Joe, okay, as okay. heavy duty cousin of Roadblock, um, and he will be appearing in uh, in the series that we watch now. Sigma Six, he's going to be in it. Renegades, he's going to be in the upcoming things. He is basically Roadblock's replacement now. Why they did that, I don't know. Unless they sort of felt like after he'd been, he was sort of a veteran, sort of an old timer. By the time we got to GI Joe the movie, I'm talking about Roadblock, and then he goes blind and has all that crazy stuff happen with Cobra Commander. That's right. It's very possible they just wanted to allow that character to retire. And <laughs> you know, after the things that happened with Cobra Law, if you're if you're Danny Glover at the end of the line, you're not coming back. <laughs> I, I just I just googled uh I just googled why like why did they replace Roadblock but it's a lot of crap from I guess he's in the new I guess he's in the newer movies is it The Rock is that who The Rock plays The Rock played uh, Roadblock in the movies that's correct yeah yeah I guess so now it's now that's all it's focused on but yeah I would like to also know why they decided that because of these two characters again at least Roadblock had a thing I guess this guy's thing is he cooks. But yep. like, give me some cooking rhymes then. Oh, I mean, we cooked with grenades. How much more of a gimmick? Do I you guess. Need? I guess that's I mean, that's true. the fun of it. Yeah. He okay. I guess that's Bob true. With grenades. Come yeah, on. You're that's right. great. Okay. I, I he mean, can stay. I like him. But I, I also like Roadblock. I wish they would have. And his I mean, thing they, is, he loves explosives. That's what, according to this Wikipedia article, is that that is his thing. He's a cook and he loves explosives. And you get both of those things in his short time on this show. Yeah, okay. I, I you know what I'm into it. Also, I think that there are are there character cards for these guys cuz we used to read those and those used to be fun. Uh, I could try to find one. The last thing I'll say about Heavy Duty is in Deke era GI Joe, he was voiced by Maurice LaMarche, ladies and gentlemen. Oh. How did Deke era GI Joe get Maurice LaMarche? I'll start there. They don't have money. He's also, excellent. Did Larry Hama write those character cards of the originals? Is that believe, one of his things? I want to say, I believe he yeah. did. Yes, I think I that so. I thought. I think they might have mentioned that in the in the Wikipedia page. Which which I liked those games that we used to play, where we had to guess where they were from. No more games. No. <laughs> this yeah. is what happens when you're an adult. What you didn't like was recording an extra hour every time. <laughs> yeah, so we should cut this down by five minutes and make those oh, five boy. minutes. Let's do it. Here's the thing, Gina. We started out making those uh, segments five minutes. <laughs> by the end, they had ballooned to almost an no, hour. No, we added like them on the end. Episodes. We did. We did. Fuck Mary Kill. We did. Did it pass the Bechdel test? Mm-hmm. You guys are no. You know what? This relationship used to have flavor and spice, and now mm-hmm. you guys just aren't in the mood. 
<laughs> you could be talking about anything right now and still be correct. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so here we go. So uh, uh, the new guy, uh, High Tech, is adding the Merc to the G.I. Joe vehicles as we speak, which is great. Uh, sets up the next scene very well. Uh, shipwreck. They say, Shipwreck, can you do that impression of Cobra Commander? He's like, ah, I'm just not in the mood right now, guys. And then they're like, hey, where's Polly? We haven't seen Polly for a couple days. He's like, ah, I should go check on Polly, but Polly's fine. And I'm like, okay, something's going on here. <laughs> uh, we don't know what it is yet, but we're like, okay, something's off with Shipwreck. They've alluded to it now several times. It basically hit us in the face with it. Uh, great. This cuts to, uh, uh, well, let's do our briefing for G.I. Joe right now. We'll fill in Shipwreck later. We got a guy on the inside, and this is cool because, you know, Shipwreck turns out to be a Cobra agent. So he doesn't know about this part of it. So I was like, this is this is good, you know, synergy for the episode. Uh, Crimson Guardsman <laughs> with the codename Agent Faces, another new character. Um, he's He's giving us intel from Cobra headquarters. So now we have, like, The Departed basically happening, where we have a mole in both sides. Uh, who doesn't know about the other feeding information and intel. And I'm like, I can get behind the structure. Larry Hama, let's go. So they're like, let's go get Cobra right now. Let's go get him. So Wild Bill and uh, Outback, no, Wild Bill decides he wants to take his tank out back and take the back door to surprise Cobra while everybody takes the giant lift elevator uh, from the, I, this might be the pit, honestly, which is GI Joe's underground base in the comic books and the find your fate books guys and <laughs> point those out. And Zartan is in fact revealed to be shipwreck. He's got shipwreck tied up in a closet somewhere. And uh, Zartan is says, I would love to take over the Merc and use it in the battle. And Duke thankfully says, no, we're going to let dusty do that. Shipwreck, why don't you just operate the giant elevator that we're all going to take? And I am rolling with delight <laughs> as ship Zartan Shipwreck, who has got uh -huh. patched into Cobra, says, here I am operating the elevator with almost all the Joes on it, but not Wild Bill, of course, because he took the tank out back the back door. But, oh, man, what button does this elevator? Man, I got to remember. How and I am just rolling with how delightful this whole sequence is. Uh, and the Patriot is a super tank that uh, Wild Bill has taken. And you've got Destro, like, literally, he's like, okay, they're coming up the elevator. Wild Bill's going out back. Didn't know they had a back door. <laughs> and then Wild Bill shows up right, like, next to Destro's tank. Yep. And he starts hooting and hollering at him. And I am rolling with delight. <laughs> this is G.I. Joe. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I I enjoy this. I also just like enjoy that that real shipwreck is tied up, and he says the Polly want a cracker thing to him, and like all of this is 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 good. It's good shenanigans. Well done, Larry Hama. Yeah, you know <laughs> this is my biggest complaint of the uh, the live action uh, movies. Generally, like the the first one a lot. The that second not fun one at all? less so. And Snake Eyes was just okay. Uh, in my mind, it was the strongest of the three. That's for sure. Uh, people disagree with that, but they're wrong. No, I agree. Um, I agree with that. And uh, uh, but it's just they didn't feel like G.I. Joe. Like there is there's a certain fun factor in there, as Game Pro magazine used to say. Yeah. <laughs> and and it's just if you don't have it, you don't have G.I. Joe and nobody gets it more than Larry Hama. And I just this what do you, I don't know if you guys looked at the IMDb. What do you think if you don't know what what is this rated on IMDb? Two point one. Uh, yeah, I'm going to guess very. What is it out of 10? What is the out IMDb 10. rating? Out of 10. Uh, I'm going to say 
Yeah, I'm going to say it, I'm going to give it 1.7. I mean, I'm not going to say I'm not going to give it that. I think that people rated it that wrongly. It's a 5.1, which is still oh. way too low for where I think it should be. Now, the animation should keep it. It will never get above a seven due to the animation. But I think getting up in the high sixes, low sevens is, is where it actually belongs. Because the writing and a lot of the voice performances are pretty good. Yeah, it would be great if it were an audio drama. Yeah, the animation really ruins it. But now I have a question. I want to know, because we also thought uh, G.I. Joe Extreme deserved better than what it got. Really, the only one is Deke. The only one that like sucks is Deke so far. So like, honestly, well done G.I. Joe series, uh, because out of the four that we've watched so far, only one was a stinker. But do you, which do you prefer, this or G.I. Joe Extreme? Oh, boy. Boy, that's a, I didn't think about that. That's a tough question. Chan, uh, do you have an answer quickly? Yes, G.I. Joe Extreme. Wow, really? My eyes to watch it. Also, we've only watched half of one episode. Yeah. Kind of hard to judge. Well, I I have watched, I have watched the entire thing twice already. Oh, Oh, man. Of Spy Troops, because I actually just sat down and watched it once for fun before I ever watched it to, like, write notes for the show, because I just wanted to enjoy it. Is this why your kids kids have uh, Harry Chapin on repeat? (laughs) (laughs) Except instead of, of, like, you're going off to work and do all these things, it's it's, you're going off to... I'm never going to be like you, Dad. I'm never going (laughs) to watch Spy Troops. Oh man! And now, now it's gonna come full circle. Luna is going to. You're gonna be like, come visit with me, Luna, and she's like, can't, Dad. I gotta watch the 90th iteration of GI Joe. Peace yeah, out. Yeah, and we'd all say, you're right. You do. No <laughs> question. Um, okay. So here's the deal. Fun. This is fun. I I would say I actually liked. Hmm. It's different though because GI Joe Extreme while not the most beautiful looking animated show was much better looking than this animation was, which is cringy old CGI. But like, it's like one, it's like V2 of cringy old CGI. Ugh, it's better, I still hate but it. It's not quite there, but the writing is equally as good as GI Joe extreme. But because we're getting familiar characters and some good voice acting, not that we got that. It was bad in GI Joe extreme, but this is my old friends back for another round. I would prefer this to GI Joe extreme. Although I did enjoy both. Yeah. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say I, because I have spent so many, so many seasons longing for the OGs. I'm going to give this the edge, but I really cannot overstate how much I hate this animation style. Like I I, noted, but if you could, if you could, do like a mishmash of uh, the animation from G.I. Joe Extreme with the like writing and voice and also like the writing and voice acting from G.I. Joe Extreme were still good. They were good. Uh, I just wanted those original characters. Basically, I just wanted the original, the original series. <laughs> as, if, as if we just wish G.I. Joe Extreme had just used the original characters. <laughs> It's almost like yeah. that's what we're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, now, but now, now that they're all out there, and like the the characters, also the characters in GI Joe Extreme are pretty stupid. Uh, Guitar sure. Man, 
yeah, it's weird, so like like oh, Jamaican guy so. that wears sunglasses for some reason. I I I can't I can't be bothered to learn their names. But now that they're out there, I want a uh, Muppet Christmas. Muppet Family Christmas style crossover with every oh universe of every iteration of GI Joe. I'm on board. I want I want Clancy to show up in this one. I want him to be like, "What are you Joe's doing?" And them to be like, "Who the fuck are you?" And he's like, "I'm motherfucking Clancy." And then he takes his sunglasses off and it goes, "Wow!" <laughs> I thought you could say he takes his sunglasses off to reveal another pair of sunglasses, <laughs> and then wow. Um, okay. Are so they celebrating? Are. Like, do they have like a Christmas tree still in the scenario? I hope so. Look, G.I. Joe and Cobra about to fight for real. So here, this is where the shit gets real, man. Uh, Dusty is on the Merc and he's working the uh, Tomahawk helicopter. Happy he Dusty is in- back. Happy Dusty is there. Yeah, and he's Dusty's having a good time until he gets cracked in the skull by Shipwreck, a.k.a. really Zartan. And then Zartan puts on the helmet starts laughing maniacally as he jumps onto the helicopter, which sort of defeats the point of the Merc. But I mean, they need the helicopter and the helmet together. So I guess it's fine. It just made me laugh that, oh, I can now remote control this helicopter from on board this helicopter. <laughs> I was like, oh, I, you know what? But we need to do that. We need it for story. Okay. So uh, that's when they, uh, 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 G- uh, Cobra, and this is kind of a cool moment too. No, it's It shows not. the characters. Is <laughs> no, when uh, Cobra has G.I. Joe absolutely cornered in a box canyon. And uh, Zartan says, I've got the helicopter. We're good. We've succeeded in the mission. Baroness turns to Destro and goes, let's fucking kill him. Let's murder them all right here. And Destro being who he is, he says, he's a bad on-field general, and we established this. He says, no, we've completed the mission. This is a success. Anything we do with G.I. Joe at this point risks failure of the mission. Let's just turn around and go home after, like, blowing out part of the canyon. And so that's what they do. And I thought, like, that shows off who all these characters are, I thought, very well. No, it doesn't show off that Destro is a bad uh, general, it shows off that Destro is in it for the money. Mm-hmm. He's an arms dealer. Yeah. He's okay. there to supply weapons to a never-ending conflict. You know what happens if you end a never-ending conflict? No money. Stop selling the weapons. You know what? But, yeah. let, but still shows the character. It does indeed. Let's talk about the fact that Duke pulls out pistols. Okay. And holds them. Two and holds pistols. them like a John Woo character. Holds them gangsta style. Yes, he does. <laughs> Nope, 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 nope. And he's pointing it at like an assault helicopter. Like it doesn't even make sense in the moment. But it's it a military awesome. man. He's holding he's two pistols trained. sideways. He knows what happens when you turn the pistol <laughs> sideways. I noticed it and immediately forgave it because it was awesome. Boo. Boo. Oh my gracious. Okay. Uh, we're almost to the end of part one right here. We go cut back to the Cobra base. They have the Merc. They're having a celebration. It's a good moment. Cobra Commander is losing his shit after getting the thing that he didn't want until he wanted it. And I love it. Again, showing off the character, he says, we got the helicopter. It's got the remote control Merc device installed inside of it. But what I don't like about it is it doesn't look like it belongs to me. I'm renaming it the Cobra Crimson Command Copter. Painted mm-hmm. red, Dr. Mindbender. Mm-hmm. Dr. Bender says, okay, you know what? I'll get out. And he's like, why are you not already painting it red? <laughs> and I'm dying with delight. 
<laughs> Why are you still talking? It's not red yet. What amazing fun. I actually have a, a sound poll here, if you even have it, of just he shouts, make it red now. And it is delightful. It must be glorious. Blood red, of course. My mother, make it red right away. <laughs> uh, oh. I, I, I like this part because when Mindbender scampers off, he's like, I love toying with him. Like, okay. Like he, he's playing mind games with him and stuff. But then he turns to freaking Zartan and is like, Hey, you're lucky. I don't banish you. You did a good job. And for that, I'm not going to banish you. Yeah. And I'm like, why is this guy sticking around? <laughs> money like, is I the like money. Kara, he pays them very well. I, I would have liked to see him walking away muttering like, Eh, at least the check clears, you stupid son of a bitch. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, 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 you're right. Like, it felt like here's a guy, like, Mindbender is like uh, a, kind of like a tech guy who is focused on doing this thing, and he's in a place, and he's being managed by a guy. He does, He's not really, you know, he doesn't really get it or care. He just wants to do his thing. Um, so that makes sense. But, like, Zartan taking that shit without being, you know, like, yeah, but I get paid a shit ton of money. Doesn't yeah. sit well with me. Zartan does sort of take an L in this uh, movie. Uh, he does He does get crapped on more than he probably deserves, especially because he did a very good job. We know did that it. Zartan is bad at his job. This version of Zartan, very competent. Yeah, it was weird. He was shipwrecked for like three days and didn't. And was able to fool people, got the plan off. He was also Duke. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, like look, he, he does a good job. I, I do think like it would have like maybe the problem that you're talking about, it, like I think he benefits from having the dreadnoughts because he pa- then he passes down that abuse. Like he yeah, gets it. Enough. He gets yeah. it from Cobra Commander and then he turns like Cobra Commander's like, stop doing this, you idiot. And then he turns right around and says to the dreadnought, stop doing this, you idiots. And so you're like, oh, OK, I, like I, this, this makes sense. Every middle management person yeah. will will understand this. You put up with that because you have underlings underneath you that you can in turn abuse. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's wonderful. Look, it, it's it's a delight. And yeah, not quite. It's still pretty good, though. I like the Zartan. Uh, this is where we get to a set piece where uh, they've now already turned the Merc into two two helmets. And each one controls five battle android troopers. Destro, you put on one. Storm Shadow, you put on one and have them fight. I didn't love the fact that they fought to essentially a draw as both no. of them wiped out the other one's no. uh, robots. I can only like... Storm Shadow is better trained. He's more agile. Maybe the robots themselves are very, you know, average. And so his extra talents weren't seen in the fight because it did feel like Storm Shadow should win that fight 10 times out of 10 instead of it being a draw. Like deep six, the the entire concept this thing is built around. Yes. They they created the perfect soldier with these robots with his uh, mind. Correct. Uh, Although it does establish that Destro is a good fighter. I mean, that's what they're trying to, but Storm Shadow should be a better fighter, right? Like, I'm not making stuff up here. Yeah, I I agree. I think you're right. I think that that hierarchy of who's the best at fighting is clear. Yeah, 
Should be. Yeah. Especially because he's doing like ninja kicks and all this other stuff. And Destro is just like throwing haymakers and headbutts <laughs> and, you know, grabbing an arm and throwing the dude. And like, I don't know. It was fun, though. I enjoyed the fight, uh, despite it was kind of ugly and clunky looking due to the animation. Oh, animation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but in the middle of all this, Agent Faces, our Cobra undercover guy for G.I. Joe, uh, got footage and he ships it back. Uh, at this point, their G.I. Joe's having a meeting back at the pit and Storm and Snake Eyes hears something from behind one of the doors, jumps up from the meeting, runs over and opens the door to see Shipwreck, real Shipwreck there. And they're able to like figure this out. Shipwreck really wants to go get Scarlet. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't even say that. I didn't even talk about this. In the fight with the helicopters, Scarlet jumped onto the helicopter with the Merc and fought Zartan. And Zartan won that fight, which I don't know. I feel like Scarlet would win that fight, but you know, 60, 40, give him a punter's chance. And obviously he came, came away with the, with the W. So Scarlet is captured right now. Didn't mention that. before. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I hate that again. I, I just, I wish she was more capable. Yes. Scarlet uh, is a bigger badass than this has presented her up to this point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if not, if nothing else, and 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 again, I see the purpose of her flip in the very beginning. I see what purpose that serves. That's to that's to let us know that they're fucking. That yep. Like like the him catching her in such a, and also it serves to show like look how graceful he is. He didn't even make a noise. He he caught her. He didn't even break her spine like Spider Man. You know, and like look at all that stereotypical music that follows him everywhere he goes. No one noticed that, Chan. <laughs> I'm not convinced you didn't put that in your own version. <laughs> I would love it if Chan was going back and making cartoons more <laughs> racist. <laughs> well guys that's, that's my like, hobby i go back into like, old cartoons what? and i make them extra racist that's what he that's does what in I his do. free time is he just puts like gong noises like the the original like show creators are like wait what we didn't do that and chance like yes you did <laughs> you did for posterity bitches <laughs> <laughs> it's it's chance version of a deep fake <laughs> i love it here's the deal yes yes to all of the above i agree um uh, okay so shipwreck really wants to get scarlet back and you think it's because they're boning i just think he he realizes he was the liability and he feels really bad about it so like when you do a big fuck up often you like want to do extra to reverse the fuck up and i think that's where he's coming from i hope i mean i want to see a kid's cartoon where the one female character is openly fucking a bunch of dudes yeah, you've seen it already it's called the smurfs gina <laughs> mm, not that interesting <laughs> um and then the last scene we're going to talk about here is the uh, gi joe's uh doing the assault uh snake eyes and storm shadow end up having a, a fight that i thought was pretty good uh, given the again given the limitations I thought they did the best they could to present this cool ninja fight uh, where in this particular battle, Snake Eyes overcomes Storm Shadow. Storm Shadow, having been defeated, uh, says, finish me, which is in character. Snake Eyes knocks him out with the butt of the sword, which is also in character, and takes off. Uh, They did have a cool moment where they started shooting their laser guns at each other and all the bullets were deflecting the other bullets out of the air. That was a lot of fun, too. Snake Eyes goes in to save Scarlet from the grid. This is kind of a silly moment. I didn't love this for Scarlet, where she's like, oh, big, strong Snake Eyes. Can you do a ninja flip through the laser grid and pull me out, throw me the same way? And then Snake Eyes just goes and turns the machine off. And I thought that was kind of (laughs) funny, but a bad look for Scarlet. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah. Was she serious though? I think she was. And I didn't love that. I didn't love that. Um, Okay. But then here we go because snake eyes had set a bomb inside the base. And upon they're about to exit the base, Baroness shows up with that bomb having like seven seconds left on it. She's like, found your bomb, bitches, throws it at them. They have to jump out the side of the cliff. At this point, Scarlet shoots her grappling hook, grabs Snake Eyes, and she saves him in this moment, finally getting her on the board, basically. And it's at least she's got something. I mean, she... Uh... He jumps out knowing that she has a grappling hook crossbow. Uh-huh. Wow. So like they they tag teamed it, but that Are you doesn't... giving Snake Eyes credit for her doing all the work and emotional labor. Like, but Snake Eyes knew she could do it, so therefore he gets equal part. Is that what you're yeah. saying right now, Robert Clark Chan? I am playing this. This is this is not she is a damsel the entire way through, and it's bullshit. Yeah. Don't try and cover up your misogyny by uh not my misogyny. Theory. You're the one saying Snake Eyes deserves equal credit for her heroism. And I'm here to say I don't think that's true, Chan. I I think that the in the original version, she was more of a badass, but Chan went back through and made it more sexist. <laughs> Play some Barbie music in the background. <laughs> he put glitter in her hair for every episode. Every it's time she sad. takes a step, it sounds like she's giving a blowjob. Oh my that's weird. No, that's that sound. It's weird that Chan has that sound library, but there it is. <laughs> like, how do you even explain what that would be? I mean, I can explain, explain it, it but I don't. I don't want. I, <laughs> <laughs> then, there, then it's going to end up on wiki blowjobs or something. Just yeah. me making sounds. He'll be. He'll be an unwitting uh, 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 quote for the Splorch website. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. And so they do end up escaping in an explosion. And that seemed like a great moment, roughly halfway through the the short film to stop for part one. That is GI Joe spy troops. Part one, everybody stop calling it a short film. It's a short cinematic (laughs) masterpiece. (laughs) Did this win win the Oscar for best short film that year? It was up. It was up for it. It it lost out, unfortunately, to a reboot of Annie, uh, of all things. It was terrible. Short Annie? Well, Annie is a very short character. (laughs) I gotta gotta go and think about my choices. (laughs) It's how we end every every podcast. (laughs) What is your verdict of part one? For me personally, again, I'm happy to see the band back together and generally getting a lot of it right. I loved it when I saw written by Larry Hama. It it did, and I didn't even re- I didn't see that it was written by him until the end credits because mm-hmm. uh, I think that's what I. And I was just like, okay, that made a lot of sense. So that's probably why it was pretty good. You didn't know until I told you. No, I knew after I watched it the first time because I watched the credits. I'm uh-huh. that guy. Nah. Uh, I to me it was like uh watching a Muppet movie and having a racist line in the middle of it. <laughs> because what? like I it's like something like I enjoy it but then I'm just so taken out of the experience all right fair enough uh by the crappy animation I can't I can't it's so very hard to get past it was rough yes I can't also want to know who uh, it's just such a weird time in history like there's a lot in history that I can understand a lot of bad stuff happened 
in the days of yore because people are afraid and that fear manifests into violence. But this makes no sense to me. How did anyone decide that this was a fine animation style? How did anyone make that first computer animation and have it go through the execs and the execs were all like, yeah, it's fine, whatever. I do not understand it. If someone, if I was doing a show and someone brought me this, I would be like, not only are you fired, I'm going to make it illegal to hire anyone in your family ever again for any job. <laughs> As uh well no I, I can't even say i was a child but uh uh when, when would the first iteration of this have been it was like reboot in like 94 uh, i you know i compare this to i mean beast wars uh reboot is similar Ugh. and then the spawn movie uh Ugh. was very much the same type of computer animation uh very ugly very very ugly when was that hard, final hard fantasy movie uh, what's was that? that much later the Final Which Fantasy one? movie? Oh, the Final Fantasy movies were always good looking, though. And that was later. That, that was much later. Okay. Okay. I I remember when it was happening, and I was really excited for the technology. And I was like, oh, my goodness. Look how, you know, like, shiny and, and plastic and cool it looks. Because uh, it looked futuristic. You know what? Uh, uh, as opposed to hand-drawn animation mm. and you know mm-hmm. was it good probably not. I, I mean we can say you know definitively now that it was not but at the time the fact that it was you know uh, uh shiny fancy new tech Ugh, no like, yeah dude this is great no that is like that is like you're getting a home-cooked meal every night and then one night you find a pile of shit outside and you're like, <laughs> well, at least it's different. No, I uh, mean, guys, I, for the record, the Final Fantasy movie was 2001, but I just sent you guys in our chat uh, the trailer for it. And you can see the animation is lights out night and day different than what we just looked at. <laughs> Despite coming out two years earlier, but it is a movie. You know, obviously this was uh, G.I. Joe was done on a bit of a budget. Mm. I, I yeah. just, it's just, I would have rather seen like construction paper cutouts than this. <laughs> so you, rather you see South Park see animation. South Park, <laughs> Joe. No. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. not a terrible idea. <laughs> I mean, um, hell, but- I'd rather see shadow puppets than this shit. If it was the yeah, same I- voice acting and the same plot and it was shadow puppets, I'm in. It's tough because it wasn't good to look at, but I could handle it. Like it was, it was good enough that I could look past it. I understand that that's not going to be the case for everybody, but I think that's the level of excitement I was to see proper Cobra commander again. Yeah. I still came out excited for the friends I had seen, but it was as if the friends I had seen were now just brains in jars that talk to me through telepathy. <laughs> and I was like, animation. what is happening in oh my, my brain? God, that would be amazing. <laughs> oh, I would love to live that life. <laughs> you, you just don't want to deal with real people. If they're just uh, brains in jars, yeah. you can walk away whenever you want. He, what What's not to love about that? <laughs> You're saying that like it's a bad thing? <laughs> Holy shit. Right, fair enough. That's fair. Thing. That's fair. Make me an AI. I'm ready. Me and Hideo Kojima. Let's do this. <laughs> I'll QA your games till the end of time. 
I, I mean, hell, I would rather have this been like claymation or something than, than, than this crap. I would watch a claymation GI Joe. Watch yeah, let's do it. Let's Joe make it a thousand times. You That's guys fund robot it. Chicken is, I will it? write it. <laughs> this oh. feels very much like uh, <laughs> we're headed down a Parks and Rec path. <laughs> would a depressed person make this? <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, that could be the tagline for our entire podcast. <laughs> I don't know why we didn't do it from the get-go. <laughs> to be fair, we just didn't know because what we, we know now. we used to end our podcast with games. <laughs> true. It's all true. Anyway, that's Spy Troops Part 1. Next week, we'll be back with Spy Troops Part 2. Look forward to that. Uh, in the meantime, you can, of course, check us out, facebook.com slash knowingishalfthepodcast or patreon.com slash knowingishalfthepodcast if you want to get involved in that. Uh, thank you guys for who are still supporting us on there and being a part of it. We're going to use your uh, uh, your wonderful uh, uh, patronage to get some a new Season 7 anime-inspired logo, and I know what's going to happen because I I, I I don't know if I want to let Chan be in charge of it. I don't know. You may have already done it. I don't know. Have you done it, Chan? Not yet, because uh, because you you were uh, so peeved about the last one. I was like, okay, well, let's see how you do, motherfucker. <laughs> you did, and it was the season six logo, which is delightful and on brand. <laughs> Compare the season five logo to the season six awesome. logo. It's also I'm pretty just cool. saying, make that comparison and think to yourself which one represents the show better. Chan had some marvelous ideas, but much like Twitter, if you don't pay for it, lacked an edit button. Uh, wait, no, we did pay for that. We paid for both of them. Yes. Yeah. How dare I'm, you? I'm with Ray, but I don't. I don't know if we should be shit talking artists on our podcast. No, it's not the artist's fault. <laughs> the artist was given a laundry list of things to put in there. <laughs> And I have Look, since used that artist again and been very happy with what we got out of it. I'm an idea guy, and I just <laughs> got too many ideas. That's all I'm saying. I'm not even shit-talking Chan. I'm just saying that focus is better for Locos. That's yeah. all I'm trying to say. Not a fan. <laughs> I know Go you're not. God bless America. All you right. see everything everywhere all at once. They put everything into it. That's all I'm saying. I just want everything I do to have all of the things in it all of the time. The everything bagel is the superior bagel. There you go. I'm not even going to disagree. The everything bagel is the crown yeah, jewel of all bagels. If you disagree with that, you would be a psychopath. Cinnamon raisin, though, kind of good. I don't even like raisins. Yeah, cinnamon raisin with, cinnamon with butter, raisin a whole different vibe. But if you're, if it, you're doing, you know, if you're doing average day. But cinnamon raisin with onion and garlic and <laughs> where losing me. See, this is where this is where the chat that is basically yeah. the bagel equivalent of our logo for season <laughs> five won't do it but made by a made by a true professional like i just want to say masterfully made just in the design phase Mr. <laughs> no i feel like i got all of the stuff i know you did you got every you missed no steps chan <laughs> 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 oh my goodness uh, it's like it's like if you look at the season five, like I'll put it on the on, uh, at GI Joe podcast. Look at this. I'll put a compare for the two logos. OK, y you will be seeing it on our Twitter feed. I will even pin it to the top and you can do this even before this episode comes out. Look, it's like it's like reference check. Look how many different things get referenced in the season five logo. And then season six is just us looking good. 
as characters from the show we are watching. <laughs> right? Agree to disagree. Right, fair enough. <laughs> you people at home, use the hashtag season six logo. Please use focus or hashtag give me the season five everything bagel. <laughs> Those are your choices. I want to see what you say, Twitter. In the meantime, you can hit us up at GI Joe podcast, but individually, I am at Almighty Ray. I'm nowhere. Yeah, you're not on I Twitter. I hate anymore. it. I just mentioned it on Twitter. Uh, in our delightful thread that you will never see. I am at Gina Ippy. And that will do it for this episode. Come back next week for part two of Spy Troops. And then we've, we're going to do it. We're going to do Valor versus Venom. And then we're going to do uh, the Ninja. Ninja School. What's that what last one called? Ninja Battles. Ninja School. Ninja Battles is what it's called. And uh, we're going to be doing them all. Uh, and maybe we'll do some other cartoons in between. But you're getting your mini movies right now. And then we launch into season seven with G.I. Joe Sigma 6, which now that I think about it, probably should have been season 6, Sigma 6. But it's... Don't, don't confuse it. But it's not at no, all. So Don't make this worse than it has to be. Up the hole on tight. You got to do the fighting with all of your might. You got to keep the target straight ahead of your sight. Hi, I'm Kevin Goatee. Hey, I'm Kevin Israel. We host Gutting the Sacred Cow, the best and most unique movie debate podcast out there. Why? Because we invite our guests to pick a film that they find overrated or hate and try to convince us to see their argument. They must pick a film that is a financial success, widely beloved, or critically acclaimed. That's right. Some of the films our guests have tried to eviscerate, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Pulp Fiction, Ghostbusters? You can find us on all podcast platforms like Apple, Google, Spotify, and more. And if you want to watch our smiling faces, we're also on YouTube. Guttingthesacredcow.com is where you find all of our information. And we look forward to our guests infuriating you when they attack your favorite films. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.